a second here. <laughs> Show my motto to Ma. What could I call? <laughs> Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs> oh, Tadama Sago no Shitsuma. Mary, call the American Embassy! Warabi Utani Yorato, Dare Ga Kananarazo, Oswatiro. I don't know! And welcome back to. WTF and Vana Deal. I'm Spicy Ryan and don't call it a comeback. I've been here for years with... Uh, the Fox Danger. And today, Matsui said knock you out because we're going to be talking about the big announcement of Matsui's retirement in this year of our Altana 2023 of March. Yeah. Um, I think we're coming up on the end of the three-year plan that he had set forth at the beginning. So uh, now that it looks like the three-year plan is done, he made some announcements regarding the the immediate future of the game and uh we'll be we'll be kind of covering the the big announcement that he made about himself and what's going to be going on in the immediate future and fox and i seem to have some different takes on this as you do and as you would and i think fox is the more reasonable person in this matter so please listen to everything fox has to say nothing that i have to say <laughs> i wouldn't say that i don't think anyone really knows what's going on but we'll, nobody we'll knows what's going on so everybody should spread negativity yeah, and the end is nigh chicken little the sky is falling quit the game don't join it's over that's it they pulled the plug on ps2 and xbox 360 and now you're next the that's right all the envelope just to pull the plug on pc right they're coming for grandma they're gonna pull the plug on grandma next Unless they've caught on to people putting it on their Steam decks. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's still PC support, though, right? I suppose. <laughs> the private servers were right. Everybody should join a different private server. At any rate, um, do you want to just talk about this, Fox, as a mix-up instead of talking about how we're doing, and then we can go into how we're doing afterwards? Yeah, that's fine. That's Sure. I will say, though, that I am having a delicious Di Serono Amaretto right now, though, and you're having what you call <laughs> the drink of Geomancers. Oh, the, the, the official IPA of Geomancers everywhere? The official IPA of Geomancers <laughs> everywhere. That is... From Ecliptic Brewing? <laughs> Ecliptic's Brewing IPA. Is that something that Geomancers engage in? Could it taste like uh, you're eating the grass clippings from a freshly mowed lawn, or...? Uh, sure. I mean, sometimes when you get killed, you eat those, but the, um, squeeze of lemon on the, it. The main thing is it's just, it's just kind of a, a play on the whole bog ecliptic thing we do. Oh, bog ecliptic. Okay. Okay. Now I did I, my stretches before the show. So. I, I was not able to be as flexible as you, so I couldn't pick up what you were putting down. <laughs> it's fine. I don't think anyone else would either. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> so at any rate, we're going to read this announcement so we can get right into it. Fox wants to be uh, Akiko Matsui, and I'm going to be your illustrious Yojito Fujito, or Yoji Fujito, my bad. I didn't know we were going to do some uh, hot uh, middle-aged Japanese man roleplay. We are going to get naked and get in that steam room, and we are going to have the steamiest of readings the here. The steam room. <laughs> Chows <Sure>. are optional. <laughs> Oh man, when are they not? Uh, okay, so I guess no pants on. <laughs> there are no pants allowed here, Fox. It's true. Can't record with pants on. There's a reason there's no video. <laughs> All right, so uh, greetings, adventurers. Matsui here. Uh, this past year, we celebrated the 20th anniversary of Final Fantasy XI. And I would like to thank you for helping us celebrate this important milestone. I really feel like our hard work paid off. 
As we were preparing to launch the festivities, I gave a lot of thought about what I would do once it was over. I originally prepared to stay on until retirement. That's some decent information. But what would actually happen after that is still up in the air. It was then that uh, Mr. Fujito mentioned his desire to succeed my role of producer. I had much to reflect on during the 20th anniversary year and the fact that it was about 10 years since I took on the producer's role. In, in addition to Mr. Fujito's uh, proposition, felt like a sign of sorts. You may remember that three years ago, I shared with you our three-year plan for Final Fantasy XI as we approached the 20th anniversary. I admit to being a touch concerned that some of you would interpret that to mean we would be calling it a day once the celebration was over, but instead I was blessed with positive reactions of those who were happy to know that the game would continue for at least three years longer. Some of you were worried whether Final Fantasy XI was still profitable, and I understood that your biggest fear was the possibility of FFXII shutting down. When I look back on my approach over the past 10 years, I feel I was rather conservative and place too much emphasis on ensuring Final Fantasy XI continues on. The person who proposed making such improvements such as revamping the installer and adding term filter was, in fact, Mr. Fujito. Based on these moments, especially his display of initiative to carry on in my stead, I am confident that no one is more suitable than Mr. Fujito to carry on Benadiel's legacy as producer. There are many people whom I think whom I would like to thank on this occasion, but I've had previous opportunities to extend my gratitude to everyone, so I'll try to keep things brief. As there's four more paragraphs. <laughs> I, I was it's first spicy brief, okay? It's spicy briefness. <laughs> yeah, no say, say goodbye and have 10 more minutes of conversation. <laughs> I was first appointed as producers. We were preparing to launch for the Seekers of Doolin. I It was the first time in a while that we were launching a new expansion and our team of accomplished developers put forth tremendous effort. Our team was then downscaled. Nevertheless, we poured our heart and soul into Repsies of Anadil, the results of which included the development process turned into a magnificent memory. Thank you all very much. Then there are our members who remained in the team afterwards. We handpicked the members whom we felt could best cover all the aspects of the game with as few members as possible, uh, which is part of downsizing, so don't look into that too much. And it wouldn't have been possible if even a single one of you was missing. We even pushed through the unexpected hardships brought on by COVID-19 pandemic, which we owe to your continual stellar performance. I would like to thank our former colleagues who endeavored alongside us in development and operations or supported us through other means. Looking back at the 20th anniversary, I am humbled to know that our accomplishments were largely due in part to immense legacy left after or left behind by those who came before, including our allies from other companies who went above and beyond to assist in FFXI. Thank you all for thank you all you have done to make the game what it is today, and I wish you all the best in future endeavors. And last but not least, to our adventurers, thank you all for supporting FFXI and that for the past 20 years, the development team is incredibly fortunate to have such strong and direct encouragement from our passionate players. My heart is filled with gratitude for all of you, the protagonists whose various journeys wove together the world of Anadil. Our community is the source of the magic that truly sets FFXI apart from other games. And more than anything else, I enjoy hearing about you from your adventures. I will continue to support Final Fantasy XI moving forward and hope you will keep weaving your own tale in Vanadil, Ahihiko Matsui. 
Akihiko Masui. So this is a pretty standard I'm passing the torch letter. Like it speaks in finality, but it's mostly speaking to finality to his role within the game. So a lot of the information that because because a lot of this episode is going to address doomsayers, and the thing that Spicy and I are on the same page about is that the doomsayers are kind of idiots, and you shouldn't have that outlook on things for various reasons. Um, first off, if this game actually did end up shutting down, like they'll give us notice for it. It'll usually like be it'll probably be like a quarter or so notice, like in in financial terms, but. You'll you'll know when it's going to happen. It's not they're not just going to flip the switch someday. Like this is still technically a, a large game for them. Um, the other side of things is it's a subscription game. Like you should you're 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 paying for it, so you're getting what you pay for every single month. So there's no reason to just quit because someone thinks that you know this guy being at his retirement age <laughs> or even retiring a little bit earlier, or maybe even just retiring from this project and moving to a different part of the company. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, it, it'll, it'll cheapen your, your, your $13 or whatever you spend monthly to play this game. Like it doesn't cheapen it at all. The experience you make in this game is your own. So I, I don't really see why people would take this message, which again has finality because he's thanking people for, for the experience. That, that that he had had but it's mostly about him just leaving you know I, I i just don't see that there's there's any cause for concern here that's directly related to his message so that, that's kind of my take on what's going on in this this part right here so hopefully my internet held out for that too no that was good it was good okay uh yeah i don't have much other analysis as far as like his message is concerned that's for sure i guess i'll provide analysis then i was just going to read the uh the fujito part but i guess i mean it is a standard uh, we might as well we, we should break it up into parts honestly because yeah. like if we just do like the whole message and then talk about it it's, yeah, it's yeah, 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 that's 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 always better to take things in bite sizes if you can call that <laughs> this that <laughs> It's a very, very long script. <laughs> I did feel hopeful when I heard about him talking about Fujito was the one who came up with ideas for improving the things that we cared most about. So, for example, mm -hmm. during the AMA, they talked about how they would like to, if they ever get around to it, it's another, another you know, matter in the part of it, but they would like to improve auto-target and stuff like that. But when he says that the things like a revamped installer, which I think was huge for this game's future, that, that installer being... Download and go instead of having 18 hours of fucking updates of the single session <laughs> FTP transfer, which is fucking nightmare. I think those sorts of things, if that was Fujito, I think that's very promising because that's super pragmatic, super simple, but has a lot of disproportionate amount of weight it carries as a, a big improvement, even though it's not something you'd be like, oh, we need to handle this because you could just not do that at all. It's like it works. We don't have to touch it, which is certainly the attitude. If it works, don't touch it. It's fine, especially with a game like this has been code on top of code. And when you have something that's not been rewritten from scratch at the two decades, you get a lot of problems. Because even Akinem was talking recently that every some certain amount of years he's uh, at work, his team entirely rewrites from the ground up what they're working on. And he said that as they're rewriting everything from the ground up, that 90% of the functions that are in there are no longer used. And even if they were used at this point, they're not certain they'd even work for whatever he does at work to keep it vague. Mm -hmm. um, that makes sense. Yeah. So this game has not a rewrite up, let alone several years, 20 years, and it's on older stuff, et cetera, et cetera. So that, that would definitely reinforce the don't touch shit if you don't want shit to break, which is a problem because if it breaks, who knows what happens. There's, the code is so entangled at this point with just 
I would have to imagine after decades disregard for getting it more than working, not so much a concern for the future. So if Fujita has done certain things like that and it's worked out to this point, then that's actually bigger than uh, it would first appear to be to me. But that's just me thinking, uh, you know, this guy's pragmatic. That's very good for us in the future. Uh, they're going to continue on what they're doing as far as he had said with the, mm-hmm. uh, you know, my plan was to stay on. Da, 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 da. So I think a lot of things the first people focus on there is the I had planned to stay on until and like he's changed. But as far as I know, Fujito yeah. has gotten a new role in the company on a different game. I don't know what game it is at the top of my head, but he's he's working on something else. So I want to imagine he's taken up the opportunity to go do something else because he's approached 50 now. And something that was talked about during the 20th anniversary that I didn't know was a thing until uh, that was mentioned, and I didn't know more explicitly about it until we looked it up on Google before we got on this podcast, was that there's a mandatory <laughs> retirement age in Japan, and companies consider it themselves, but generally it's about 60, if not earlier. Uh, so it could be 50 to 60, and around 50 in general is when they start either shuffling you off to be the, the, the sundown, you're going to work on this game as one of your last hurrahs, you're going to be in charge of this kind of thing, or you just kind of start... You know, they they start making plans for your exit. And I think that Fujito's age has dictated that he has to go and he's given an opportunity to go do something else in the company before then. So the choice was, do you want to stay puddling around in 11 or do you want to take 10 years in this game, call it a day, and do you want to go work on other stuff well, in the company? Three, you keep saying Fujito. Yeah, sorry. I, I, I mean, I mean, I mean. Yeah. Just, just to make sure people don't. I apologize. I mean Matsui. So yes, yeah. Matt's, Fujito is I much younger. I knew you meant that, but I'm making yeah. sure that they know. That's, that's something I do. I start thinking about something and I have the wrong name in my head and I just keep going with the wrong fucking name. Because <laughs> I have in front of me Fujito because I'm going to read his part. So I'm looking at the fucking wrong name. So I start saying Fujito, Fujito, Fujito. <laughs> Goddamn Fujito. So yes, I mean Matsui for all of that. I will scroll up so Matsui's name is in front of me on the screen as I've just done. And I will not say Fujito again until it's time to talk about Fujito. But yes, Matsui, as far as I had read, I, I didn't have, it was somewhere. I couldn't find it. I, I was doing a lot of digging before this episode. I'm like, you know, I can't find it. Fuck it. Let's go. And as far as I know, he's been shuffled around to something else in the company as he also talked about people moving around to different projects or maybe that was Fujito's part. I have to read that, but yeah. So Mat- Matsui's message here, it, it indicates nothing except that, uh, you know, aside from the thanks, except that he's, he's done everything that he can to ensure the longevity of the game after he's departed. Like he, he hasn't said anything about well, no, he some of the topics that the, the next section will talk about, but it seems like it doesn't give any indication that, you know, once this three-year plan is up, because it's it's coming up very shortly, that the game's going to, like, shut down or anything. And that's I think that's what's got a lot of people, like, freaking out. I think the game probably will be shutting down. I, it, it's hard to even say in the near future, but, I mean, you'll have to see what's going on. And we'll talk about that more when we get to the next part. But as far as, like, everything that he's talking about here, it is nothing but the fact that the game is going to continue once he's gone. So that's what I think people should focus on now, because the reality is that nobody actually knows what the fuck's going on. Like doomsayers or even us, all we can do is look at what they're saying and get an idea about what they're saying and and kind of translate it to you guys, because there's a lot of things that people may take out of context. So one of the most important things, though, is that is that when he's passing the torch here, that's literally what he's doing. He's not just like passing the torch into like a funeral barge and then, you know, sending it out in the river. I recall before the 20th anniversary and, and definitely after the 20th anniversary, there was a lot of disappointment and disillusion and everything's like, oh, there was nothing. That's it. Pack it up. And I remember mm-hmm. before even the 20th anniversary talking about 
there's a three-year plan. They said they're going to do this, that, and they have a new expansion storyline coming out they haven't even done. And it's been years of them working on it, and it's almost done. But we didn't even have prime weapons when I talked about I mean, I mean, maybe there was a vague reference to weapons, or maybe, but they didn't have all of this planned out. And I remember saying back then, they have stuff coming out. Don't worry. The game is going to go on for years, and even if it doesn't, uh, the message remains the same there. Even if it doesn't, it's worth having fun until it's over. If you don't enjoy it, don't play. And if you do enjoy it, just play. It's as simple as that. But people yeah, exactly. tend to think they have to make like, this investment. And if it's going to go away in, in even a year, that their investment's not worth it. Uh, people are really worried about how they spend their time. They'll sit around their house picking their butt, but they won't invest time in something they know is going to end, even though everything ends. So uh, people are worried about that. Yeah, I agree. But that remains the same here, where even if the game ends tomorrow... Just play it. Who cares? You could have fun. Like, sometimes when you join something is the most fun you have at all. So if it was going to end tomorrow, the most fun you would have had would have already been within your grasp to have. So just go have fun. I think should be the ultimate thing here. If you enjoy Eleven, have fun. Otherwise, people who have always wanted more content than we've gotten, the complaints regularly every update, oh, another update of nothing. The game has tons of stuff there, play it or don't, but if anyone who's ever wanted tons of stuff to run their way, new endgame, new everything, we've gotten that in pieces over time. After they said we were in maintenance mode for how many years now, Fox? It's supposed to be maintenance mode for... Yeah. And that was supposed to be, the game keeps going, you don't get shit. Since the end of Rhapsodies. Yeah, the end of, the end of Rhapsodies, <laughs> which was 2016. Yeah. Oh, let, me, let me go to BG here and type in Rhapsodies. A while back. We're talking almost a decade in itself. Sometimes I just kind of want to know what the mindset of these guys that, that say, you know, oh, if the game shut down soon, I might as well not play. Well, first off, you don't have that real information, which is the whole point of the message we're trying to provide here. And then the second thing is, what, what does it what does it matter? It's not like you've, you know, it's not like you've 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 invested in this game for the last twenty years or anything. You're just trying to decide if you want to pick it up or not. Rhapsodies <laughs> of Vana Deal was May fourteenth, twenty fifteen. Yeah. And it said, okay. this scenario will serve to tie together 14 years of Final Fantasy XI, and we aim for it to serve as the ultimate compilation of all that we have accomplished to date, with major characters for, uh, from throughout the game's history making appearances, a feat that only a game as story as Final Fantasy XI can offer. Da -da 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 -da. We plan for this to be a grand conclusion to Final Fantasy series' first MMORPG, dash, and, indeed, the first uh, console MMORPG, dash, dash, in a way that will be recorded for in the annals of the game's history. So that alone, people look and they go, oh, 2015 of May. They're like, oh, this is the grand conclusion. This is it, guys. And they said a comment around that time, we're going to maintenance mode when they were getting rid of uh, the Xbox and PlayStation 2, which was in 2016. So a year later after yeah. this, or a little less than a year, because it was March a year later. So it was like 10 months later that they got rid of that. So we've been on eight years now of, oh, this is the grand conclusion. We're in maintenance mode. And we've had eight <laughs> years of what we can call continual updates continual updates and and, and content new content is, yeah. yeah i mean we had sortie we had uh odyssey and everyone's gonna go oh we just had those two but we've had plenty of other things to this game in the meantime yeah, based on based on the track record like it doesn't look like it's going anywhere yeah like, and i don't think this the uh, at least matsui's portion of this message doesn't indicate anything otherwise that's but, for sure but that's the thing that's always bothered me ever since uh 14 was announced in in what was it 2000 Nine, ten, whatever the fuck it was announced in. I, I could look it up too, but that's, again, it's a date that doesn't particularly matter. It was, uh, okay, that's it, guys. I'm going to go play 14. This game's over. They've gotten rid of all the developers. When they when the cap went up, they announced this at 75 when the cap went up, which was like 2009. And they go, oh, mm. we've been working on 14. This, this project, uh, it was some weird project name. 
And then it was like, uh, oh, this is actually 14. We've had all the 11 developers go over there, and this is coming out, guys. And everyone's like, oh, they're trying to kill 11, so we go play that. This game's dying. And that was before the cap even went up, and everyone's like, that's it, this game's over. And that was the sentiment then, and that's repeated over and over again. So when Rhapsodies came out, oh, that's it, it's over, guys, maintenance mode. This is the grand conclusion to the game, quote-unquote. And everyone, like, quotes grand conclusion over and over again. And people talk about then when the... Xbox stuff is over and the PS2 is over. They go, oh, we're shutting down service to these two things. And everyone's like, oh, no, they're shutting down service to the game. And everyone starts spreading that the game's ending because they're shutting down service to that. And over and over, like the 20th anniversary happens. And again, they go, oh, uh, there was no big anniversary. There's no expansion coming. This game's over. Uh, Matsui's retiring. He announces in the future uh, in their 20th anniversary. And it, oh, it's over, guys. That's it. And now we have this announcement again, and everyone is once again going, that's it, guys, it's over. Uh, they were getting rid of the staff to this game, whatever, that's it. But we've been in that for almost a decade now. And I would argue since 2008 or so, when they were done with TOAU, they had taken the staff from 11 to 14 that we learned later. And all we got was uh, ZNMs, which was using existing content for gear, which was a big development of the game, but it was, um, you know, horizontal development. The game was somewhat stagnating at that point. We got diver- uh, Dynamus gear for the, the newer jobs like Pup and stuff like that didn't have any Dynamus gear. So it was going back to Dynamus again and, and doing the same things over again. We got add-on scenarios at 75, which were frankly some of the worst additions of the game I think we've ever gotten, the Kupo de Atat and stuff. You paid $30 for almost nothing, which was cool at the time, but that was it. It was much more worthwhile when you pay $30 for Abyssia comparatively. But then... You know, there's no new expansion coming, was everyone's sentiment, da 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 Abyssia comes out, everyone's like, oh, we got to pay $30, the cap's going up, I'm quitting this game. And it's been, ever since then, it's been not like a great amount of content. We got Voidwatch with Abyssia, and that was a million years ago. And it's been that kind of pattern where the game kind of goes on each month, not much goes on. Then there's going to be something like Voidwatch comes out for a bit, and they spend the better part of a year working on releasing Voidwatch slowly. Here's a new expansion of Voidwatch. And that's no different back in... If I put Voidwatch in, maybe it'll tell me when that came out. It was like 2012, something like that. It came out like right after I quit the first time. Because I remember doing some of it, but not a lot of it. And it was that content. Like, I remember I remember kiting Yakimama in, in uh, July. In July 2011, Voidwatch came out. And it didn't finish until like yeah. sometime in 2012. And then, as we know because we mentioned several times in this podcast, unless you're new, uh, Adeline came out in like 2013. So the game since then has been in this pattern I think we have are now, and I think it's going to slow down a bit with this Matsui announcement, which you would wonder how can it slow down anymore, but we've been in that pattern where, oh, we put off a racist resurgence this month, they're just an ambuscade. There's going to be ambuscade, I think, every month, recycling, changing, and whatever, and there's going to be whatever people are working on. Most people still haven't even done V25s for the fuck of it. I mean, they, they just don't do them. So you have plenty of content, I'm sure, that you just have not done because you can't buy. But I think it's going to be... Or also that, just start, you know, playing the content instead of buying it, too. It yeah, gives you more stuff to do. That would be plenty in itself. I mean, I haven't even started Voracious Research. <laughs> It'd be nice to, you know, go to Dynamis, right? <laughs> Dude, when I try to yell for Dynamis, uh, the amount of times I get people asking, are you selling? I just, at this point, have stopped responding to those people, and they don't get invited, even if they were not trying to buy, because I'm, I've am i had it. Yeah. It's enough. It's, it's, it's stupid. But there, it's going to be, 
you know, we've, we've had plenty of months of nothing, and then we get an increase to Odyssey in this case. And now, although Odyssey is done increasing finally, it took like two years to finish Odyssey, and Sortie was done, and they still haven't done Prime Weapons, and I still think there will be more to Prime Weapons than the existing content we have. Just my personal bias that I think is a reasonable thing. I don't think they can release an ultimate weapon on the content they have now. There just be, there wouldn't be enough to, to flush it out with, and I, I believe they knew going into it that would be the case. At least I would like to think so, based on basing it on the progress of this game where the last ultimate weapon they made was Aeonix and you had to go kill all the mobs in that zone and farm beads. We don't even have the amount of structure of an Aeonic weapon, which I think would be the most abridged version of an ultimate weapon that we have in this game at this point. We don't yeah. have that level of underlying structure for a prime weapon. It's not just going to be do Voracious Resurgence, get in a chondrite by doing basically solo sortie. And that's it, guys. Here's your ultimate weapon. Uh, that are already, for as far as the shield goes, very powerful, better than stuff you have already. Without even having, I think there's like what, two stages still missing at this point. That follows the relic pattern. Where it's I stage think the first one might be that way. That's just my assumption. Yeah, but if it follows it's, the it's relic, like, you know, like you, you get the first one as a novelty for the storyline, and then anything past that point, I think, is is where you're gonna have to actually work for a new one. Yeah, but we haven't even gotten to that point that's, yet. And they said again, I guess, yeah, neither yeah. of us know. Yes, we don't. But I'm trying. <laughs> to just lay out my case for there needs to be more done. And they knew that in their three-year plan that I believe as everything are there behind in their three-year plan of prime weapons might've been done by now. They, by the 20th anniversary, we know they said they wanted to have sortie out by then. It took them another better part of the year to get sortie out by that point. It was supposed to be launched. Then they had this big thing about, Oh, we just launched sortie. Everyone had this big celebration. That's why I think the 20th anniversary seemed a little more bare than it would have been because they were going to celebrate sortie as like, we finally gave the, because people put up on Empyrean plus three forever, forever. And it was lagging forever. And they knew that and they were holding in reserve and it just didn't match up with their timeline by quite a bit. So I think the three years is off here and the prime weapons were supposed to be more closer to done by the time Fujito's taking over here. But that's, that's again, just my, I'm, I'm, I'm out in the weeds here, but I still think I'm being very reasonable based on everything we've seen. If I'm not, you can always cut in Fox and. No, I, I don't think there's a reason to try to correct any of this information because it's speculation on both our parts. It's speculation, but it's not like, oh, like dramatic speculation. It's not really going out there. It's taking things at the most basic level and, and trying to keep I mean, it simply reasonable. I could try now. to conjure up some drama, drama into well, that if you want. But. No, I don't, I don't want you to conjure <laughs> I, up I, I drama. Can, I just think I that there's it. more to come still. So my message years ago with a three-year plan was there's going to be plenty coming. We have an anniversary and so on. But that's kind of flown by at this point, and you don't really feel how fast it flies by. You can add as much drama to well, this as you want. Like at the end of the day, it's, it's not, I don't, though. I don't consider this drama, <laughs> though. I'm, the, not, I'm, not that's the point. I'm not trying to be dramatic. Yeah. Uh, I know. I'm saying that. Uh, the people who are... Getting really weird about this, or the people are being way too dramatic about it. That's I, for sure. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm being a bit dramatic then, because I'm. Well, I'm. I don't kind of. Do I kind of as a weird person about this? I'm asking. You are. You were kind of weird about this, but like not as much as what you've described that you've read about, like people saying on forums. And oh stuff. yeah, people. People have been posting. Oh, I mean, should I, I honestly, join the like, game? I hear it's ending. Da, 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 da. There's been various things from people about. Oh, I wanted to join. Yeah. And yeah, when typical. you were telling me about that. When you were telling me about that, I was like, well, what basis do people even have to be worried about? 
that's the thing because we don't know anything like we 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 will probably be the last to know <laughs> once the, once the connotation and once the that's the good. sentiment and once the rumors get out there and people start spreading them that's it that's the first thing everyone hears and that's it curtain call because everyone has spread this misinformation about the games being over da, 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 matsui's retiring the game's going to be ending you know that that once that gets out there no matter how correct or it is or not uh, that's that that's the first thing people hear and it spreads like wildfire and that's that's it sure. but i mean i think just Flat out saying the most basic thing of the game is not ending with Matsui retiring is probably the most direct way of being addressing it. I think there are are enough non-vocal people who can make their own decisions, though. You would think that, but... Just because you see a vocal person doing it doesn't mean we have a barometer of the non-vocal people. If I go to the auctionhouse.com thread, I guarantee you... I guarantee you. That's, those are the vocal people. Those are the vocal people, but that's not even counting the Reddit people that I'm counting before. But people are like, oh, I was going to join, but I see it's ending, which is a typical Reddit thing. Okay. But if so that's... Five, ten people? Yeah, well... I'm not concerned about those folks. Like, it, they probably weren't going to join anyway. These, this, uh, from, from what it sounds, it sounds like they're just trying to justify their decision not to join to people who probably don't care. Like, it's weird internet stuff that people... That people get to when they decide to to try to talk to anonymous people online. You, you know what I'm talking about. It's the it's the weird. I'm trying to justify the fact that I'm talking right now because I feel like I need to communicate with you in some way, sort of thing. And these people who are like posting on there, it's like, well, the game's ending anyway. I guess I'm not going to join. It's like, cool, you. I hope you enjoy your gaming experience elsewhere, guy. Like, it it doesn't matter. You didn't need to post that to begin with. Um, don't and I? Even if they, the people who are more invested in playing this game, who are being the non-verbal people, could be looking at it and just saying, "Hey, you know, I guess I'll check out this Final Fantasy experience." Don't I count as the person directly addressing anonymous people that doesn't have to say anything? Yes, you do. It's one. Of, <laughs> so, it's one of the biggest things I nitpick for, nitpick you for all the time. Reading ridiculous Reddit things that don't matter. And I they're just, just there to incite flames, and it's 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 well, absurd. It's not <laughs> that the things are posted to incite flames; is that people have their own take on it that they've picked up from the the dredges of the internet, and that ends up spreading. So, I just see people talking, and when you see a bunch of people around the water cooler who are getting the wrong vibe and spreading a certain narrative that's not even remotely true of like oh this game's it that's it you know which is every time something like this happens everyone starts going wild it just it's like a spike of ffxi ending would be a google trend if you look over the the past 20 years of if people search ffxi ending there'd be the spikes the peaks in the valleys and it's be another one of the spikes again that's why that's why i feel the need to address the it's not ending i look at it this way like the people who would be jumping on board with that mindset are the same people that I'm not going to be inviting my fucking party anyway. That's true. Because they've shortcut everything. Like, I don't care if they stop playing. And whatever whatever plan they have for continuing the game, if it's like, you know, the, the 10 people that we can see, or even the 100 people that we can't, there's still thousands of people to play this game. And I, so I'm not really that concerned. And it's not that I'm I'm desperate for the game to continue. I'm not pulling sure. a. I'm not pulling a Drelo. This is the best game of all time. It's never ending. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think that was the case. I, I'm not going to Drelo proportions, but I. I don't want to seem like I'm desperate for it to continue. If it ends tomorrow, that's fine. I've said that several times over the years in this podcast that I, I've had everything I have out of this game. I've gotten a wife. I've gotten a life. And if this game ends, good for me. As my my wife looks at me and, and touches her chest bashfully. Yes. Oh my god. So 
I, I don't need anything else out of this game. I have a great time with my static, with you especially, Fox, and I enjoy my time having fun and doing uh, shit in this game that I've built up to have the ability to do over a long time. But once that, I, it's going to end. It will, and everything ends. Everything dies. Everyone dies. So I'm fine with that. That's just the reality situation. It's just when people start trying to be like, ah, well, uh, I'm not going to try anymore because eh, the game's ending. I just don't want people to fall into the... Uh, they're not going to try anymore anywhere. Well, yeah, they, those yeah, are, those are the true, same people who just shortcut everything and they're going to disappoint us in Dynamics. There's people who will get more like, you know, demoralized than they would have <laughs> otherwise. I don't want people to get demoralized over how they could read into it versus looking at it in a sober attitude of, you know, do you have fun in this game? Yes, continue. Do you have fun in this game? No, don't continue. Uh, is the game going to go on? Who knows? Continue. Is the game going to end? No continue i mean it's it's going to end eventually but it's not ending any time frame that's reasonable you even said fox before this that you thought it would if it's going to end they would have a direct time frame of a quarter correct of it yeah because usually they'll they'll map something to some sort of like financial outlook and for them to just like pull the plug all of a sudden like i i we would see it coming beforehand um and i i don't think that that it would be like they would set like a hard date of like you know, three years or six years or a year, like no, they would be assess, that far out. It'd be close. Yeah, they 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 or even a year. Like they they would they would assess it at the end of each quarter to see if they're still profitable enough to continue, or if they can use the employees to a more profitable outcome in other areas of the company, or downsize them completely depending on what other projects they choose to to pursue from there. Um, that's just how business works, and just because they have this particular announcement doesn't mean that that's actually actually happening because that is not them telling us that that would happen if they don't tell us then you know i guess that's kind of shitty but i don't think that they would do that um i think that they would uh they would definitely want to maximize the revenue that comes in that's for sure uh, but i think that they would would at least give us an idea of when when that would be the case and they so, go into that a bit here with fujito's part if we want to go into that at this point yeah we, we probably should that way we'll provide more context to the other things that we're talking about Okay, now it's my turn here. Sure. Konnichiwa, bitches. Fujito here. I will be taking over as the new producer of Final Fantasy XI. Those of you who follow Freshly Picked Vanadil may have seen this coming, while this may be a surprise for the rest of you. Both Mr. Akito Matsui and his predecessor, Mr. Horomichi Tanaka, the balancer himself, were highly influential not only in FFXI, but in the Final Fantasy franchise as a whole. So I confess to feeling... A quite a lot of pressure. Nevertheless, I pledge to do my best in this role and would appreciate your support as I get my bearings. Since Mr. Matsui has already explained the circumstances behind the switch, I would like to focus on what's to come. First, I'd like to talk about our development team. Most of our current development team has served exclusively on Final Fantasy XI for many years. Remaining in the FFXI team full-time, however, would mean giving up on certain opportunities in their careers as developers. For developers, working with new technologies and seeing the fruits of their labor take the form in new products can be a huge source of motivation and opportunity to grow. So rather than limit our developers to working exclusively with FXI and its decades-old technology, I believe it would be better to allow them to gain experience in other development environments and bring back their learnings to FFXI. As such, I have elected to further downscale the scope of our development team to provide more leeway for our operations to continue. The scope of our version updates will, uh, will become quite compact as a result, but in exchange, we will focus on stabilizing our operations environment, 
for the medium and long term. I'd like to go into more detail regarding what is uh, what this entails. For 2023, we are going to focus on three things in particular. One, ambuscade updates. Two, prime weapon reforging. Three, master trials. Fortunately for us, the current FFXI development and operations team will continue providing support so that you can keep enjoying all that Vonadil has to offer in the same way you have until now. Scrolling down because it's a long... Yeah. Additionally, comma... We are working on replacing the back-end hardware, which supports Final Fantasy XI's ongoing operations. This may cause maintenance to take longer than usual for some version updates, and I'd like to ask for your understanding, as this is necessary to ensure the long-term stability of operations. We're also looking into holding live events in the real world and releasing new merchandise. The pandemic made it difficult to even uh, entertain such notions these past few years, but we will be proactively monitoring current events for the right timing to make those ideas a reality. We remain committed to keeping Final Fantasy XI an enjoyable environment where you can join fellow adventurers and our teams uh, and teams in the collective enthusiasm for the game. And I look forward to having you with us on this journey. Finally, comma, I imagine you may still be uh, still have concerns about the future of Final Fantasy XI, which I believe is only natural considering the change in leadership. Please feel free to pose any questions you may have to the official forums, and I will address what I can in the future freshly picked Final Deal broadcast. As well as the I'm other side. I'm that broadcast, or at least hear about it. Yeah, sure. me too. Uh, <laughs> as well as the FFXI Digest for our overseas players. Thanks for all. Uh, thank you all for taking the time to read my greetings as your new producer, and I hope to continue to enjoy Final Fantasy XI. I hope you continue to enjoy it. Uh, Yojito, or Yoji Fujito, which I always read as Yojito Fujito because it just should rhyme. <laughs> it should rhyme like a Taru Taru. Because it should rhyme. Yojito Fujito, but it is really Yoji uh, Fujito. All right. Sayonara, bitches. I think so Fujito. I think Fujito should always preface everything with Konichiwa bitches and always as a conclusion <laughs> state Sayonara bitches. Just to rock his uh mid forties cred. Yeah, why not? Sure. So I think the thing that everyone focuses on there is going to be the scaling down of the team mm-hmm. and scant updates in the future, but one would have to beg the question here, or it does beg the question. What does that mean? Because the updates have been rather scant several months where we get basically nothing but ambuscade. So how, how scant can scant be? Literally nothing happens that month? No ambuscade? I mean, what is scant? Because we've already, as far as I'm concerned, had scant. So if the scant we have continues, then nothing has really changed. If the scant is a little more scant, or maybe there's two months of nothing but ambuscade, I mean, that would seem to me like a reasonable scaling down. That's fine. But I don't know how scant scant can be. And everyone kind of looks at that and goes, uh-oh. The dev team's going away. Uh-oh, Fujito's role's going away. They're just going to have him be the developer, and there's no more Fujito himself in the company's uh, 11 department. Everyone you know, looks at that and goes, uh-oh, they're getting rid of people. That's it. It's like uh, Lehman Brothers. So when I see this, I see that they're working on the hardware that supports the game, and that's actually a pretty huge plus. Like that, That's one of the things where it's like, yeah, they didn't have to tell you that. Um, they have been, they could just. They, yeah, but I mean, just the fact that it's still something that they focus on going forward as well, and that it is the reason why the updates may take longer and it may take some manpower away from it. Um, I'm going to address the other manpower being taken away in a sec too, but like that, that on its own should tell you that it's probably been going for a while longer. Um, now, when it comes to like the downscaling thing, um, I think he's trying to get away with as little as possible 
to circle back to the idea that, you know, quarter over quarter, they got to determine if this is still a project that they want as a company, right? And I think the, the profit margins look a lot better when you can run something on less people. Um, and I think that he's also trying to secure the future of the careers for his team as well, should the, they decide to, you know, end the project for whatever reason that they want to, you know, go for other endeavors and stuff. But I don't think that that directly says that they're just going to be shutting the game down. I would imagine um, that. I, in fact, I actually, I actually like this Vegito guy quite a bit because he's taking care of his people from, from the sound of this. And that's something that's pretty refreshing from leadership in, uh, in these positions. So, I mean, they're still going to be working at Square Enix. So I would imagine they'd have people with the, they talk about rotating them out, but as far as I'm concerned, I don't know exactly how the inner workings of a company at this level works, but I would imagine once you leave the team to a new project, unless that project's over, you are not coming back to the previous project. So when they say rotating them back, it, to me, as you said, sounds like they're taking care of these people where they're going to have opportunities available to them as people within the company, instead of being out on their ass with no job, if 11 ends by, being involved in different projects, so they gain certain because yeah, yeah, they they have the new the new development technologies on their resumes. Yeah, they're because they're they're working to be able to actually carry on other projects. They're That's working good. with nothing relevant, and if you lose the eleven with nothing relevant in the company on your resume, you're not staying in the company. You don't have any relevant experience. They would hire someone who has relevant experience with modern technologies because great, you can work in eleven. That applies to nothing else in the company anymore at all. So why would they maintain someone who costs more than someone off the street and has the same amount of knowledge as someone off the street in terms, or well, relatively the same, in terms of new technology with games because they haven't worked on anything, but well, it would reasonably state, it would stand to reason they haven't worked on much other stuff besides Eleven dominantly for the past several years over, if not most of the time here, because the, we, we know it's a skeleton crew. So my take is that they don't have much experience elsewhere and he is getting them that experience so they don't have to just be out in their ass. Yeah, which is great. Which is great. Um, but it, it doesn't it doesn't actually indicate that anything's ending though. In fact, a lot of what he's saying here indicates that there is still longevity to be seen in the game. But he's just preparing for that to be the case, which I mean we should all should all be prepared for, yes. for like for many years. Like but the, it doesn't directly say that anything is going wrong. Now what has concerned me the most when I see this, because I've actually been through um, the same kind of scaling down when uh, I had a uh, the center close where where I, I used to talk all the time about how I used to be a teacher. Um, the fact that he's replacing the lead in this situation. So like Fujito is becoming Mitsui, but there's no one becoming Fujito in his place. Like that's the main thing that raises a red flag for me. But they also aren't going to tell him the timeline either. Like they're they're just gonna he he's just gonna find out someday when when he needs to let us know that that it's gonna be the end of things. But um I still retain some hope that a lot of that has to do with like him scaling down the operation though, and you know, not wanting to replace his own role because maybe he can take care of both roles um would be a good way to lessen the cost of management, that's for sure. Um so I don't I don't know. Like, I think most of the the message, like between the two messages, uh, the most of the information that we can get out of here that that would be on the hey, Final Fantasy Eleven is going to close down end, can be picked out of here. But we still don't have enough information to say, yeah, it's going to close down <laughs> because or, most or of even to expect it's going to be in, in, about, in the near future about the longevity anyway. Yeah. Now they aren't going to be able to come out on here and, and like say, oh yeah, and also we think it's going to close down soon because they're just not able to say that. Um, but when they mostly talk about the longevity and not, you know, do damage control saying, 
you know, we, we hope that while we work things out that you guys maintain subscriptions and stuff like that. Like when you don't see that kind of verbiage happening in here, it's like, we know that you're, you could be frustrated with the, with how slow things are, but we hope you continue. No, they're, they're instead they're talking about how they're still going to continue to develop things. And that is important to know. So I, I think that the Final Fantasy XI is probably going to end up seeing a holding pattern. Um, but I don't think it's going to, it's closing down or anything for sure. And so. the holding pattern is is a big question mark because we've been in that holding pattern, that maintenance mode. So we've already all known it's quote unquote maintenance mode. So what is maintenance mode plus uh, or era plus perhaps? What is What does that even entail? What is maintenance mode plus now? Because that's effectively, we we were in maintenance mode, but now we're in a maintenance mode again. So it must be maintenance mode plus. So I think the important thing to look at there is the one uh, removing the second highest paid person in the team, presumably, because he was, uh, you know, the co-developer there, whatever his role officially was, he was number two. No matter what the role title was, he's number two. He's now number one. There's no more number two. You imagine, even though it's a bare bones department, that was the highest. That we know of, there's no other number two. That we know of, yes. That, that you have yeah. to imagine that was the second highest salary. That's I mean, out. We, we couldn't even find this guy's age online. It was looking. it was difficult. We yeah, found so, this, I mean, they're probably pretty secretive about people moving around unless they want to be known. You found his net worth, but you could not find his age. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you could find that, but... Yeah. And also, the virtualization that they've been talking about, I think that's been one of the most promising things, too, because if this game costs nothing to keep running with no updates, then the game never ends. So people can come and go as they please, which I think is the healthiest thing. So if this game never got another update ever, I think it would be healthy for people to be able to come and go and do whatever they want. Because there is 20 years of content, 20 years of stuff in this game. You can come and go as you wish. Subscribe one month, subscribe one year, take off a whole year. And eventually people, I see people posting all the time. It's like, I haven't played since 2013. I haven't played since 2008. And they come back a decade plus later. So keeping this game going, if it costs almost nothing to run, means that it just doesn't go away, which I think in my idealism here would be the ultimate conclusion for the game. They just keep it with almost no overhead, therefore it keeps enough profit to keep running forever in terms of the company's existence. So as long as Screenix exists, the game will just run because it doesn't need a team. It just stays on. It just runs. Yeah. That's it. There's no changes to it. It just runs. And because we've seen this before, there's nothing to say that they won't also release more content in the future. Because that's actively what we just experienced. And I still think they will because of Prime Weapons. If there was no Prime Weapons, I would be more pessimistic and say, hey, look, guys, so, it, was, it was a good run. They're just going to keep the running, and that's it. I have a different outlook on Prime Weapons. I think with the difficulty of V25, as well as like content that we're sort of cheesing, um, I think that there's still room to grow as players, and there's still reason to actually have very powerful weapons introduced into the game. Because... I'm sure that someday we will have non-cheesy ways to fight Aminon, or uh, someday the V25s will actually seem more approachable and maybe even be fought in multiple different ways, even though we're limited by damage types. Like, there's only room to grow and develop better strategies from there, but that's on our end. That's not on their end. Yeah. All they have to do is tools to do so. So I think the prime weapons, even introduced into the current environment, still have a great impact on it and don't actually require anything else to hold them up. True, it's just the process of making them. Unless they just hand them out oh, like, yeah. like like fucking Cracker Jacks in the street corner or something, then there has to be more of a flushed out process. To <laughs> well, make so far, they have been. <laughs> Even if the Onyx were as simple as they were to make, there needs to be more of a process to make Prime Weapons than exists currently. It's just There's just nothing there for a Prime Weapon currently. It can't just be story and a conjurate. So I Quick think. tangent, though, the only thing that will make me sad is if these Prime Weapons are like Aonyx. 
They could they could bunch. just give Aminon a new drop. They need to beat Aminon a certain number of times to make a prime weapon, sure. and that's that. That could be it, and that would at least make sense. But as it stands right now, unless they do something like that that already exists, there is not enough to make a prime weapon complete. And they know that because they directly said the first thing they were working on prime weapons. Ambuscade was number two there. I, I find the the idea of this master Ambuscade trial was really one, interesting. Sure. That's for sure. Because I I mean it'll be a, a spoiler master trial most definitely, but that I'm not going to elaborate on. But uh, I think most people who know that by me calling it a spoiler master trial who have the same information that I do because they've actually you know done the missions and stuff know that that's probably realistic as well. And I, I hope it really it, it holds up to how we experienced master trials in the past. I know they're trivial now; they they definitely are. And I did I did all of them when they were still difficult. But now that we have like new Odyssey gear and stuff, like I, I've gone back and I've I've helped people with them and. It's not even nearly as hard as it used to be. Like you can do Unafraid closed. of the Dark in like less than 10 minutes now, where it used to be a 40 minute. It's fight. hilarious. Yeah. It's it's super funny. Like you can do it under the span of a Nitro Soul voice. <sighs> but um <laughs> you can you can do Alexander Odin the same way too. So it's, it's I, I think too, without having done TVR and anything that goes along with TVR, I think that in terms of master trials, they have plenty of fights to work with here. So we have Apoc Nye has not been master trialed out. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have a version two of Divine Might, but there's other things they could do in terms of there's not a Bahamut Master Trial. There's I mean there, there's there's various things, Oryu Master Trial. We have the Oryu fight, but I mean there's there's still I think things that exist in this game that have been fights. It could be fucking mammoths for all matters. There's plenty of fights that exist, they just have the master trial that they haven't done. I just like to ask people not to post spoilers for the people who are gonna be like listening to this and maybe you want to keep it a, a secret to themselves and stuff like if you respond to the comments in this video or something like that just 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 don't don't put spoilers come on be be a reasonable fox now they're going to put spoilers well i still have to say it i mean i still have to reach out to people like you know, like maybe they're going to have like some sensibility but it's not just it's not just about like anyone that we know directly it's just there's going to be other people who may listen to this and they may look at the comments if there are any and go oh oh what's this comment about and then just get suddenly spoiled because we started talking about things that were intentionally keeping spoiler free so yeah i, I mean i, I can't even spoil it because i've done zero tbrs right exactly <laughs> but yeah there are a lot of things to tap into as far as master trials are concerned um there's even like really janky ones they could set up like doing all of the uh all, all of the uh the tier threes and Bumba at the same time how about this one here's one they that do all th- sorts of gross that stuff. no one would even think of it's part of is it a Shantoto Ascension or a Kupo Theaton. The fight with um non uh Naja the not Naja Nana whatever the fuck her name is the the thief uh trust mm-hmm. NPC we have from the uh, Yagado necklaces it's, it's Nana whatever I, I want to say like Naja Salahim every time but it's like Nana Amigo yeah there it is Nana Amigo mm-hmm. there's a fight with her in one of the add on scenarios seventy five where you go into quicksand caves and you have her there doing King Cobra clamp for the first time in the game. And it became used <laughs> later, obviously by her as a trust. That was the first time, but you end up fighting several goblins in the quicksand caves. There's different fights like that, that they could, they could have all of the, the Kupo uh, and ACP and Shantoto fights, all those fights, they could have those as master trials too. Those already exist. It's got to scale them up. And let me tell you, Shantoto as a master trial would be probably pretty difficult because at 75, they were just mm-hmm. KOing people. That would actually be really interesting, too, because Shantoto already is the poster child of the series, right? Yeah. And they already have the character models to work with, and they have a lot of different character models to work with. So, like, they could even just copy-paste that, that exact same fight, but, like, add more things to it. 
and make it a master trial, and similar it, to like sealed fate or something. It wouldn't take much work to do that. Awful. It honestly yeah. would not take much work. Probably the fight not. was already there. You just have to balance out some stats yes. and abilities. The abilities don't change; they're just stronger. That's it. And that fight, out of everything, I talked about how disappointing the add-ons were at seventy-five versus Abyssia. Uh, the Shantoto Ascension final fight was the best of any of the add-on seventy-five scenario content we got. That fight was difficult, and it was fun, and it was good. It's pretty interesting, yeah. It was, yeah. It was, and it would give a reason to do that content that already exists. Again, you just probably just. I mean, you have to get the item with merit points, but if you didn't, you could just get the item that you need before and just enter the, the second version. Yeah, they have lots of stuff that they can tap into, even if they aren't just, like, alpha shifting the colors. <laughs> to make yes. They wouldn't even change the colors. You'd go back into Denner yeah. Ranker and you'd go fight those little little white and black Shantotos. Sure. Or you can put them in a new battlefield. It doesn't matter. Like, there's still lots of stuff they can do. And yeah. I, I think that they have a, a bag of tricks to work with. Um, even if some of the rebalancing isn't to the tastes of a lot of us and honestly i i feel that on some of these v25 fights i think they are not balanced properly but they are still manageable and we can still do them so we should really stop bitching about them and just step up our game and actually like play this game <laughs> because they are definitely doable i do appreciate that when they are more difficult like the v25s you can't have someone sit there and party and just take the win which is nice you have to have a full party of trying people to do it generally yeah, but I mean, those leech. are also the same people that I don't care with the game, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like those, those people those don't are the people I'm directly talking about. Yeah, I mean, you yeah. could have maybe a leech on V25's Evio, so but that's going to be difficult. Otherwise, the V25's with the two ads are not really leechable within the time frame. I don't know, I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I, I could see it, but it wouldn't be, would not be easy. It depends on how you define leech. They're still going to have to have a role, I think. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that's... Uh, that's about all I have on this particular update. Like I've, um, I've personally experienced uh, like a branch shutdown of a major company, so I understand the kind of messages that come through, like personally. And I know that this message is not going to be exactly mirror my situation. Um, what I will tell you is that I was in a similar position to Metsui in in terms of what's going on here, as to the employees under me, and it's not a great time. Um, and off, honestly, oftentimes they don't know. So I think they're just working with all the information that they have or that they can even release. And they're, they're, they basically do have these plans to go forward. Uh, I am 100% confident in that. And I think we just need to take these at face value rather than trying to extrapolate a bunch of information that nobody knows. I don't know. Spice doesn't know. And all the idiots online posting about how this I thing is. I definitely don't know, folks. Know. Yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, I don't know what experiences you've had. But like when I look at this, you know, I reflect on things that I've done. Uh, like I, when when this happened to me, I had just gotten launching a new line of business within the company, like training it from the ground up, um, managing it, all that stuff. Like I launched the entire line of everything that, that takes place, and a month later, we had to shut down, and it had nothing to do with how everything was performing. It was just another decision that had to be made from somewhere else, and that's the sort of thing that can happen here. So I think Fujito is doing everything he can to skate by and make sure that this can continue. I appreciate how and pragmatic it, Fujito sounds. Yes, exactly. That's that's the take that I get from this. And that's why I wanted to, to make sure I explained some of my reasoning as to why uh, I believe that he's preparing for the worst, but he probably just has um, nothing but but the right intentions going forward. And I, I think that he, he believes that the game will continue on. To me... Um, if we want to compare irrelevant things, I, I would say Matsui to me is more like a modern Tanaka in a younger face, whereas Fujito, 
I less think, hateful Tanaka. Less hateful Tanaka. I think Fujita was a more <laughs> enthusiastic developer who really, really wants to. You know, he's passionate in terms of. Oh, what if we do this? This would be good. Well, I because when we had the twentieth anniversary AMA on the uh, old Reddit, it was a question of what would you do with an unlimited budget, and I feel like Fujito answered that question directly, where he's like. We would uh, change the UI. We would do this and that. We would like it was. It was kind of like, oh, there's all these things I want to do, but I just can't because of my constraints. I feel like Fujito is that guy. Whereas Matsui to me is more like a, how can I reasonably oversee this game and and and, and do my role in the company? Fujito to me comes off as more of a like, you know, we don't need this uh, installer to be updated, but it'd be really good for everyone if we did. We should do that, and that's what happens. Or you know, Fujito to me is like a uh, the wardrobes guy, where the wardrobes inc- required having people from fourteen come over to help work on the work on the return on that, and it was merited by the financial return they could make on it, which is how we got it. And he's the he's the guy who's like, yo, what if we had more wardrobes though? And I, I feel like Matsui's <laughs> like, a, well, we can't do the wardrobes, and Fujita's like, yeah, but what if we could though? <laughs> yeah, I, I you know I, I don't have any any negative vibes that Fujita's going to be you know could the, be a great thing. Producer. Yeah, it could be, uh, but we don't know. Like, <laughs> and it sucks to listen to us for this long. Yeah, well, just to hear a bunch of we don't knows. But I mean, that's true. That's the whole point. Is this. is is if yeah. you don't know, you shouldn't. Nobody, you shouldn't talking about this. It should like if you don't know something in, in the course of the scheme of it, as has been the theme of this. If you're happy, be happy, and if you're not, then reevaluate your options. But I, no one should be concerned over this message. Yeah, yeah, I definitely, I'm definitely not. Of course, I don't react to news the way other people do, but I'll take it from me. Like, there's there's nothing there's nothing here that that affects your immediate subscription and immediate enjoyment of this game. Just play this game if you enjoy it, and if you do not enjoy it, or you don't even play this game, maybe you should. But instead, you know, buy your way through it or whatever. Like, maybe you should reassess whether or not you actually enjoy this game. If, if you're slummer, body crab slowly in dough gates, maybe you should reconsider what you're doing. Yeah, you know, like that. <laughs> sure. Uh, we were just there is why. So, yeah, there were some comments, though, in the by Matsui uh, thread on the discord in the podcast forum section and outcast had some some brief feedback there. So his first to the Matsui part, all he said was reads uh, no new content, just keeping the lights on, which is fair, which is also if the lights are on, then the game's not over. That's like that. That's the thing I need to. Uh, state here is if the lights are on games on that's it like everything else i can't help you with if you're not having fun that's it but i just want it to be understood lights on games on you don't have to be here but if you are the game's still here that's it like that's the most simplest of the nutshell message but his number two here if you haven't found a flash if you still are is to the comment of the ambuscade weapons the prime weapons this fujito's part here and replacing the back-end hardware uh this is where he actually had something to say and our buddy outcast here Hope you're doing Who well. Who knows more than I do about this for sure. Yeah, I was, I was, we didn't know we were doing this until the last minute. I was thinking yesterday night even, I'm like, we should do a Ranger episode or something. Let's go like tell Fox, <laughs> let's just talk about Ranger because we're not going to have a guest for it. We're just going to just talk about Ranger itself. We don't have to be like an impressive episode. It can just be, this is Ranger. We finally talked about it. Check it off the fucking list. There's still like seven jobs we haven't talked about. That's one. Get it off the list. But then I, sure. I was thinking about this and I'm like, you know, we should really address this while it's here and. And and just yeah. you know, but he uh, outcast said this is interesting. Note that they are only replacing hardware. Nothing about the underlying infrastructure or software components. I think we can kiss the hopes of new content at TVR's completion goodbye. Okay, which is fair. 
But I still yeah. don't think, unless they just release prime weapons as it is right now and they admit they failed in the timeline and they're just going to give up, which would be the first in this game's history, which is also possible, then I think there would still be more to prime weapons, as I said. So, Yeah, sure. They could keep, when they send these people out and when they say they'll bring them back, they could not directly bring them back, but keep them on retainer, like when they call the 14 staff in to do the uh, wardrobes and stuff, which I don't, I mean, I guess that's something within their scope. I don't know the... Like, I wish there's so many things that have happened over the years in this game that you would need a funk work style uh, history of to have all these things bookmarked and earmarked and saved and, and not the like reference. Like, we've talked about several things over the years, and it's just so many things that compile up to this moment that, like, without having a fucking treaty of everything at once, it's hard to extrapolate out every specific piece of information whether it's the wardrobes or whether it's the three-year plan or anything else they've had, to extrapolate out to an exact, uh, this all adds up to me and maybe this kind of thing. But I don't think we really need to go that far. But in terms of, it keeps going back to things that you would need to have a various number of references at hand to just directly comment on. But the I think the overall gist there is still intact. Sure. <laughs> well, I just, like, I keep wanting to I reference mean, the things I don't have in front of me because I just can't, like, Googling is not even finding things that are... We, I know I've seen things before. I'm like, I want to directly cite them, but I can't find them. I got you. That's fine. People who want to go fact check can go fact check. <laughs> I did like also Fujito's thing. Wrong. Yeah, I, I hope people fact check. That'd be great. Because we do get comments from people who, who do remember these things directly for whatever ability they have. And they get like, oh, actually, it was yeah. this, this. I'm like, oh, good. But uh, one thing I did like, too, was when Fujita was talking about, or Matsui was talking about uh, that he was more concerned about the game's future rather than making changes they could have made. I like that that was seen in hindsight because Fujito's coming in and maybe if the concern was the game going on too much and not on anything else in terms of they didn't make content they could have made or they didn't get sortie working for the anniversary when they could have in time, that maybe when Fujito's taking over because the concern has shifted to they've gotten a bunch of work on the back end shifting, that the scant updates kind of just look similar to what we have sans voracious changes. Mm. So if, if, they, if now they've both agreed in hindsight that they were focusing on the longevity of the game more so than changes, maybe with that shift in focus, maybe things may be scant, but they already were scant, so maybe scant doesn't look different in terms of the overall weight of scantness. That was complete. Well, I'm just reading stuff here. Like, like Outcast says, um, so Cavill comments here. Do you think he's talking about, when I talk about that thing where uh, he could have been more uh, focused on making changes than the game's continuation, Cavill here says, do you think he's talking about uh, not being able to police RMT and Merc culture and bots? And Outcast says, I think he's saying he could have been more aggressive with new content and things like job adjustments, which is what I agree with Outcast there. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, the, the whole part where, where Matsui was talking about how he was too conservative. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, I think I think he didn't want to have to backpedal on job adjustments like he did with White Mage. If you notice, a lot of the job adjustments really slowed down after White Mage because they made them, and then there was a huge backlash, and then uh, oh no, yeah, he had to undo them, and then they still came out after that point, I believe. But it was just because I know Paladin. Paladin ended up being in that that summer, like it was like August or, or July, but um, but they they stopped pretty shortly afterwards, and I think a lot of that was him just seeing as like, hey, well, I don't want to piss off the, the player base. Like I'm trying to make the jobs better, but it looks like I I missed the mark here. Um, they rolled out what ones they had, and it looked like they stopped working on them <laughs> afterwards. 
Um, I think that that's that's what uh, he may be talking about. And and honestly, I think he should have been more aggressive with them too. Um, it does suck to put a lot of work into something and then have to completely undo it, um, because that is just lost time at that point. But nothing ventured, nothing gained. Like you can't you can't win all ideas. Not all ideas are golden. So. Well, first was red mage. And then it was Black Mage, and then somewhere in there was Ninja or whatever, and then they had White Mage Paladin, right? So those were the they only had things. Dancer, were... They had Monk, they had Well Monk, yeah, they also been going on for a long time. Yeah, okay. But they didn't touch most jobs. Black mage. And they, they kind of stopped after the White Mage thing. When everyone got upset, they changed some of the things like um was it Auspice and stuff they changed, or was it just uh Asuna they changed? They they changed how uh Asuna and Solace worked. But it really wasn't that bad. I know you weren't thrilled about it when it happened. Um, I don't honestly like. I was kind of okay with it. I I, I didn't care. Um, wasn't it because you didn't have to I have like, it landed on you? You could just use it, and it just took stuff off. No, it was. I feel like so I most people. So I had a Yagrush at the time, and most people were upset because they said it invalidated their mythic weapon. <laughs> I think that's dumb. It's not the case. Like mythic weapons still have way more power than than the Suna change, but the um or the the mythic ability on Yagrush. But what I didn't like was, what was it? It was it had something to do with not being able to have the statuses land on me, <laughs> because my gear, like, is like as, as white mage, like I, I valued magic evasion before it was cool, and most of the time I wouldn't really have those status effects, so like I, I wouldn't be able to use the ability at all. Um, I think, I think sacrifice was also kind of awkward. I honestly don't remember the change too much now. Um, but I do remember not liking it, but not thinking it was the end of the world. Like some people's reaction to it was, that's for sure. I don't know. I, I used to play a lot more white mage back then than I do now. So I, uh, in fact, I was almost always on white mage, but, um, as, as far as that's concerned, I know that it was the, uh, the misery stance stuff. That was the, the biggest, uh, the biggest complaint. Oh, and then I think. I think one of the abilities didn't remove something anymore. I have to look at the fucking white mage stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm probably just talking out of my ass. Like I, I vividly remember at the time being really indifferent to it because it wasn't. Again, it wasn't the reaction everyone else had because I don't typically have that reaction. So I, I remember we talked about it. and It was it was probably an overall good thing. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I, I it was not nearly as bad as people make it out to be. That's for sure. But um, what I did notice is that shortly after, like they stopped doing the job related things, which was sad because there are still jobs that like Blue Mage, where it would be very difficult to revamp the job based on how the abilities work. Like they just weren't able to put anything into it from that point forward, it seems. So for whatever reason, um, not that I'm saying Blue Mage specifically is, you know, a job they got fucked by it because you know, there are lots of jobs that probably still need balance of some kind or or at least like a revamping just because people like to play with new tools, new toys, you know? Yeah, back in 2021, here's the, uh, they plan on revamping the 22 jobs. Uh, the answer mm-hmm. to this question also ties into the timing of the long-awaited Reforge Imperium Plus 2 armor set. Yeah, right? <laughs> the notion we had for a long time that people didn't hesitate to bitch about for no reason let's see let's so. there was the as a final thing to round it out maybe it's in the the stupid gamer escape interview they had that i had found and pulled up uh, okay. i mean at the end of the day warrior still has aggressive aim so it's oh, clearly incomplete. <laughs> yeah it's clearly incomplete so we know that they weren't done 
Tomahawk should have been better. And honestly, like, that's something that maybe they could look at post-TBR. Like, if they have time, like, just work on a job, like, every six months or something. Or over the course of six months. I'd be happy with that. Like, I don't care if they do much, as long as it's just little bits here and there. That's all that matters. Honestly, it doesn't matter to me if they do anything at all. Like, I still got lots to do. I guess. I've got lots of jobs that don't have, uh, like, mythics. There's, There's lots of party compositions I haven't used to kill the stuff that already exists. Like, there's plenty of ways to play a game. I'm one of those people who can, like, replay a game over and over because there's always different ways to play it. I'll and tell therefore, you, I see a lot of replay value in games. I'll tell you that I've been having a great time replaying certain aspects over on a private server in a different different framework and capacity, and that's been good. There you go. Which I think will tie more in if the game does just stay in maintenance mode. I do think that those kinds of things that do offer a new perspective of playing the same game will become a little more relevant to the community i do think it's going to tie in more over time as it becomes fleshed out less buggy more correct to retail a lot of code work has to be done it's going to take years to do that so i do think over time that will tie more into the community so you'll have just one static this is the real official thing running and then here's other people's interpretations on it but otherwise fox let's close this out with just asking how are you doing uh i'm doing okay i've had a really chill spring break um i got a lot of sleep which i really needed uh, like we were talking about before show, I don't get like a lot of, of continuous hours of sleep, but I sleep frequently for like three hours at a time. So I have a really fucked up sleep schedule, but it's just what I'm used to. So I've gotten able, I've been able to actually catch up on that now that I don't have a billion things do at the same time on days where they aren't respecting my time. So that was cool. Um, I do have classes starting back up on Tuesday, which is neat. So I, uh, I look forward to, uh, to seeing what the new quarter has for me. Uh, as far as game is concerned, um, I decided that I'm going to be working on Summoner for a while. I've got some some really cool things that I'm doing with Summoner recently. And I think that the job can be a lot more flexible than people typically play it. So I think it's it's kind of undersold right now. Because a lot of people believe that Summoner is fairly underpowered. And, you know, given the changes to the game, and I agree with them. But I just think there's other things you can do with this job, so I put a lot of focus on it on it lately. We've always so, had a, a good amount of theory crafting around how Summoner can be used, and when you employ Summoner in, in your capacity, Fox uh, Carrot as well, because she is our other Summoner. It is nice mm-hmm. to see exactly how the job can do stuff that is not considered in strategy, and it's it's a nice job to have and, yeah, and maintain it's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's there's a lot of ways to skin the cat, if you if you will, and. Um, I think just opening up the way you play the different jobs in this game can add quite a bit to that. So I, I think Summoner is one of those ones. I like to, I really like to work on the underdogs. And right now, with it being an underdog, um, not to say people shouldn't play the job, of course, but since it's it's widely known as an underdog, um, it actually incentivizes me more to play it. Fox, I, I typically do that for being an underdog. I've seen you in Divergence use Astral Conduit <laughs> Stunga over and over again for Rama on really bad pulls when we don't have a great tank. And I, I've seen some sure. of those Stunga save runs, frankly. So, yeah, I mean, just, just play the job. I mean, sure, it's it's not conduiting, you know, Flaming Thresh or something. Could conduit yeah. Thunderspark too. Yeah, and I mean, I could get I could get successively walled as well. I mean, I mean, it's it's all about knowing what you're doing, I guess. Um, but that's uh, that's all I have going on. Like I guess I'm working on a Nirvana right now. So I, I've been, I've actually out of all of the uh, the remas in the game, uh, the one that I wanted from back in '75 was Nirvana, and it's the one I put off the most. Uh, so I do I do actually I am actually pretty excited for finishing it. 
Um, so that's Fox, what I'm working on right now. You already canceled Kinkonkin once. You can't step I, on it anymore. I canceled Kinkonkin. I canceled Tups with 10,000 <laughs> Alexandrite in it. What? Why to, would you do that? Make this, because I didn't spend any go on it. It's just ambuscade. 10,000 Alexandrite is Gil Fox. Sure, but I never sell it anyway. I, I, it doesn't matter to me. Like, I, I, there's there's liquid funds, and then there's stuff I'm building, and it's okay for me to cancel a project if I've never actually put any of my liquid funds into it. Fox is Silicon so. Valley Bank here, and his Nirvana is now going to replace all of his other illiquid <laughs> investments. I mean, sometimes you just accept losses. I've done this on these weapons before, and yeah, it is dumb technically to do that. But honestly, I would rather work on something that I can actively. I, I'm actively going to have more fun with. I think. And I think that should be the focus of, you know, how people play the game. I think you'd use it very well, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I There's a lot of stuff I want to do with uh, with its aftermath that isn't just spamming Flaming Crush, that's for sure. <laughs> um, But yeah, that's, that's about all I have going on. Uh, what, what are you up to, man? This morning, Fox, I had some very nice black coffee with a pistachio biscotto. Nice. And that was delicious. And also, I had a cannoli that was left over from last night's uh, excursion. That I'm getting a glare. <laughs> She's glaring at me. She was not happy. You didn't get out of bed this morning. You missed your fucking cannoli. I had that cannoli. You could have had half of that if you got out of bed. She is. Wow, get wrecked. I'm I getting guess. the stare of a fucking. You got any comments? <laughs> Dude, this morning for breakfast, I had braised potatoes and carrots. Braised so. potatoes? Yeah. Braised. Not even fried. Up, I was just like, fucking braised. Yeah, I braised them. They how, were great. How braised of you? Yeah. They were delicious, though. Um, I had them the other night. And I just, I was like, you know what? This is breakfast today. For for <laughs> dinner, I whipped up really quick. I threw up some cabbage with some shit in a. Uh, well, I mean, cabbage with shit. I mean, seasonings like fennel and stuff like. I that. I really hope so. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> shit in the pan as as customary for my cooking. I, I threw up some cabbage and, and and caraway and stuff like that and, and seasonings, and then I threw some garlic, uh, carrots, and honey, ginger, and stuff in another pan, and I threw that in the other pan with the cabbage and just had cabbage and honey, ginger, carrots, or whatever for dinner. It was a really quick thing to do that. But yesterday when we had someone come over, which was good, I made a nice beef stroganoff in the old Instapot. We sat around in the kitchen having wine while I was over the Instapot, and we were just uh, having a nice good old conversation. And that was that was why I canceled my events yesterday, so I could sit there in my kitchen with a glass of wine and some beef stroganoff in Instapot. And then we watched, uh, you know, some, some random stuff. Like, we like Bob Odenkirk, so we watched his new Hot Ones uh, thing that came out yesterday with him doing... I didn't think he was going to do the hot sauce so well, but Bob Odenkirk, he is... Uh, if you don't know him, he's the guy who does Better Call Saul, and uh, he was the lawyer, Saul Goodman, from uh, from Breaking Bad. But originally, he's Mr. Show, which uh, the guest and I, and Kara doesn't care, because Kara's not into that. We like Mr. Show, so... Which led into... We like David Cross as well, and we watched the David Cross episode of Impractical Jokers, so we could watch David Cross for a second, because that was... David Cross is also a fucking legend, if you don't know him. But, right. yeah, but yeah, otherwise in game, we've been doing our body now, and that is our next, our next fucking objective. That's yeah, it's that's going, every bit the cancer I thought it would be. Well, well, yes, <laughs> but I think it would be less cancerous if our other person had a dragoon instead of just samurai, because that's limiting our round one DPS potential in terms of getting it down below seventy five ish. Hey, my leech consoles me every fight, and I get to cry into my flute and fight too. But I am very impressed with our limited TP feed to how much we have two DDs in this mob, and I thought that was going to be a death sentence given uh, in bows. But somehow, yeah, 
You don't see a single TP move. Yeah, which is weird because with Blue and Summoner, we were seeing TP moves with just one DD on them bows. I'm like, there's no way it's going to work. And then somehow it's fucking working because fucking Beastmaster. Yeah. Geared Beastmaster. It needs to be stated and reinforced. Geared Beastmaster because you need TP bonus for the leech to take more TP in this fight. It is very different if you do not have a Geared Beastmaster. If you're a leech Beastmaster, TP moves will be going off here because Fox is draining full TP and a leech geared up. I'm just sitting here leeching, doing nothing Beastmaster. It will not take even nearly as much TP and you will have stuff go off in the setup. You'll you'll have like a best case like 80%, but that can still cause a TP move. That absolutely will cause TP move because there's times you're moving 2300 Fox, so... I the most I had I had I had drained in a single go is twenty four fourteen, um, that was a scary one, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's a, it's super chill fight though. Like I, it's cool, pretty easy. But that's gonna be <laughs> that's gonna be a good one. When we finally get that done. And then the rest of the fight's just typical era body as it used to be v twenty earlier. So, well, I guess the paladin's not typical, but there's just a paladin healing me while tanking the ends, which is going better than I thought it would. So. We've had two attempts. The first one was basically the dry run of fucking up, and the second one was like, okay, we can do this. I can see how this is going to work now. So attempt three will be like trying to get our shit together. Sure. I mean, I'm already enrolled in therapy, so... Like, number two, we get down to to 30-ish or whatever after never using Bolster, and the Corsair running and dying at the start of number two. It's like, dude, we're not having the Corsair (laughs) run and die. We're not doing that. Oh, man, my group is doing embos, and we got embos to 1% again. <laughs> we keep getting it to 1%, and we can't. Like, second time? It. Yeah. Dude, how it does it happen like, twice dude, in a it, row? It, it was 1% for 40 seconds. Oh. It didn't even go up to 2. It would just sat there at 1. Come on. And they did no. exactly the regen and damage. No. Yeah. That's <laughs> 40 fucked. fucking seconds. That's It fucked. was really fucked. <laughs> oh, uh, man. That's rough. Yeah. Twice in a row, one oh, percent. I, I mean, it's it's whatever they'll get it. Like, yeah, well, they're, they're yes, right. they will. But that's that's disheartening, <laughs> dude. There must so, there must have been a fucking okay, guys. I'm gonna fucking log off for the night now. Yeah, I, I think they're taking it better than than you would think. And uh, honestly, the the only thing that really sucks is that it's a huge burden on my tags because I need two tags for that for each run and two tags for your run for each run. Because we're having like two of them at the same time, yeah. so I'm hoping that my my group when they kill that will do Zevioso next because that's what it kind of sounds like they want to do, um, and then that will be a one tag and a two tag which I can maintain. We should do. Yeah, uh, do you have an extra tag already right now? Uh, I do not. Uh, okay. But I will. I have a double run tomorrow. So okay. So on Saturday or today is Saturday. Okay, never mind. Tomorrow's okay. Sunday. I have a double run. Of my group. I'm, I'm misplacing what day it is already. I was going to say we should do a shoal C before we do our thing tomorrow if you have an extra tag already, but you won't because you're doing two on Sunday with your group. So I was going to try to sneak a shoal C in with you, but I have points to convert to. Uh, like, I'm not really that excited about the Impaka upgrades from V25 to V30. So I don't really care about using the the Ice Lions RP to turn into segments to, to make up for some runs. So, but I'm, I'm almost gear i was thinking with our group once we finish off with our body and bumba we're going to go down to like two days a week monday or tuesdays and thursdays sure i mean all you're doing at that point is farming so yeah just and if not if not that just a full hiatus until we'll we'll evaluate at that point how we feel about it so we're definitely going to decrease the number of days at least by one if not sounds like it happens to most groups when you reach the end of this right like I honestly, I would do it right now, but I want us to do what we're doing, and that's going to take more than uh, you know. Oh, one day, see you guys next week, and it, so we need, <laughs> we need to 
focus on that first and then reduce our days. But I want to reduce our days. I was thinking just an outright no con, you know, no meeting whatsoever until we feel like meeting again. But I think keeping one, two days would be healthy for the group. Definitely not the four we've been doing. Yeah. Even though it's just, I uh, see you guys at nine, we're going to do this in an hour and a half, two hours, maybe, maybe a little more goes by and we just call it quits after an hour and a half every night, which is not much time, honestly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, even though they're not doing too much now, just not being there for the whole day so you can plan out your day better for people, I think will be healthier. Oh, and then uh, also arbitrary anime thing. Um, anyone who liked Vinland Saga season one should absolutely watch season two. It's not out in its entirety, but it is fantastic. Um, the the opening, the opening credits, the opening uh, uh, song and visuals—it's fucking fantastic. It is. It is really fucking good. I've it's only done, so good. I've only done one episode. Uh, yeah. But it, just watching on, I'm like, wow, this is really fucking good. It's a strong season. It's real good. I'm on. Uh, like, I'm I'm up to the the next episode that's going to release on Tuesday. It should be the 28th. Um, and I, I really look forward to that episode. Apparently, I think it's supposed to be 24 in total. So we still have like 13 more after that. Quite a while. So 13 more 12, weeks. 13. Sure, yeah. Which sounds great. Um, but yeah, it's on it's on Netflix and people should watch that if they're interested in it. And if you if you can put aside the fact that it's animated, it's still a fantastic fucking show regardless. So people should really pick it up. It's I've really been good. watching uh, in the morning and at night. So I still have... There's still weekly releases of uh, Campfire Cooking or my what was it the, the fucking uh, Campfire Cooking Another World my my it's like a, a subtitle of like my my as, ridiculous, as ridiculous my ridiculous power uh, you know because he has like sure, sure. online grocery I'm still watching that once a week uh, with breakfast and there's the uh, <laughs> uh, in my 30s chilling after being kicked out of the Demon Lord's Army is still once a week as well and My Hero Academia is a weekend thing it's on Saturdays so I do that with uh, today was the pistachio biscotto with the cannoli with the coffee in the morning with the my hero academia i'm getting a look for the fucking cannoli it was good it was good so the problem with the cannoli fox if you're not aware is that they're usually way too fucking sweet that's the problem i make them fucking sweet as the day is long i saw you guys talking about it i looked it up and i immediately decided i would not like this dessert (laughs) you've never had a cannoli I don't think I have no, but I don't whoa, like. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Fox, like that. Fox. As I, I mean, I have what's left of a dozen donuts in here that I've been eating this week, <laughs> and like I eat so donuts, but like mean? I don't know for whatever reason, what's like I, I don't really like the I don't really like the the mascarpone. That is, well, I mean, I pick every week. I pick up a dozen donuts. I eat donuts over the course of. Well, you got mascarpone like, donuts. Okay. No, but like I've had it in sauce and stuff, and it's really not well. That great. <laughs> I I happen to like a little mascarpone with like a balsamic or something production, but. Uh, sure. The whole thing is a cannoli should not be super sweet. It should be more creamy, mascarpone, you know, like savory. Not it's going to be a little sweet, but like not super sweet. Like you'll get like the cannoli itself is super sweet, and the filling is super sweet. It's like that's super common. And it makes a really bad cannoli, but it's like ubiquitous to find super sweet ones, and I hate those. So this one was not super sweet, and that's if you don't like cannolis, you're going to find one that's more savory. Than, than ridiculously sweet. So. I mean, I should probably try it first. Like, it just right. what I'm saying is, it looks like something I wouldn't like, because um, I'm not really big on most sweets, and that's why I was trying to say that even though I eat stuff like donuts, like it is still not something that's usually my go-to. Like donuts are usually just a breakfast. So, and believe me, a week old week old donuts suck. By the way, I'm just eating them out of spite. You're eating week old donuts. They must be fucking harder than a pop uh, imp- uh, implant fucking tit. That's ridiculous. I, I keep them. I keep them sealed. They're fine. Sealed or not, they still get yeah, a little bit. 
I don't, I don't, I don't waste that shit. So. Oh, also, since we went to the uh, the Italian bakery the other day, and they did not have the uh, Swagatel, they just like, oh, there's only one, and we had to get two, because one for each of us. And they go, mm-hmm. I'll give you the frozen ones you just got to throw in the oven at 350 for a bit. And I'm like, oh. so today, besides the, the <laughs> pistachio biscotto that we took yeah. uh, with some more coffee, of course, because it's a weekend, you got to have fun, took that and threw it in the oven and had this this freshly baked lemon ricotta-filled uh, puff pastry layered kind of the sfoyadel was was it was fucking delicious too. But that's that's my lemon flavored things are usually pretty great. Yes, yeah, I'm usually yes. on board. Oh yes, so much. It was like it's like the Italian version of like a stuffed croissant. It is it is fucking great. Nice. I go all yeah. week just eating my meager lunches of rice and, and plain Greek yogurt to have my my weekend excursions. Yeah. But that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> hey, hey, you got to here, here, here I am, like cooking, cooking like fucking bulgogi every night. Bulgogi, or, uh, <laughs> spaghetti, and was, all sorts of like delicious. Spaghetti things. is not an ex- bulgogi is is a little different than saying spaghetti. Okay, it's so. barbecued pork, man. It's it's not <laughs> most it's people. Not most people have not heard <laughs> of bulgogi, Fox. Okay. I think most people at this in this day and age have heard of. Bulgogi. I I haven't heard of bulgogi much. I mean, hey, carrot. I cook I cook with a lot of noodles and like I I, I cook up these dishes. Like I don't just eat like rice. Carrot, <laughs> that's for sure. Have you heard of bulgogi? Okay, carrot's never heard of bulgogi. Yet. Like no, it's not a babadook. That's unfortunate. <laughs> How do you know you got a duke? <laughs> yeah, I had a, uh, a a great Korean restaurant down the street from my uh, from where I live for a long time and. Yeah, and I used to I used to eat there every weekend. I've found on the West Coast there's more Korean places, and the East Coast don't got many Korean places. You get more Japanese, that's, Chinese. That's you so unfortunate. Have... Their food is so flavorful. It's probably my favorite type. The only time <laughs> I've so... really had like Mongolian or kind of stuff like that is on the West Coast. They have it in the East, of course, but it's it's more sparsely populated. Like if I go more towards New York City or something, I'm sure I'll see more Korean, Mongolian kind of stuff. But you're going to get more um, uh, Portuguese, Chinese. Uh, Hungarian, Russian kind of stuff in my neck of the woods. Italian, of course. Irish. You're not going to find as much fucking Korean stuff. What you do is usually find like Asian food that's like a Chinese people running a Japanese place or Chinese people running a Taiwanese <laughs> place or, you know. Not that I mean, Taiwan is China, but I mean, still the same, whatever. I mean, it doesn't matter who you are. Like, anyone can make this food. You just have to follow the recipe. So... <laughs> There's, I, I can't think of a Mongolian place around me, but you can get like Mongolian noodle bowl or whatever on the West Coast that I've had. Those are always good fucking time. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, like, it's like nothing that beats the savory from it, that's for sure. Like, if I'm going to order octopus, it's probably going to be from a Korean restaurant, for example. I've only had Italian octopus. <laughs> and that's, that's not, I'm not talking like strictly calamari. I'm talking like the, uh, the well, roasted yeah, octopus. Obviously. Yeah. Well, because when people say I have an octopus, they just had like fucking calamari rings from the frozen aisle in the grocery <laughs> store <laughs> with some with some marinara that's, sauce. That's true for most people, and I mean calamari squid, but <laughs> well, well, yes, 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 but <laughs> it's squid. <laughs> What's uh, fuck you, fuck. So <laughs> that's I'm introduced to a lot of seafood living over here. And that's actually the saddest part about living where I live right now because it's central Washington, like squid. There, there's there's no seafood here. That, that's that's worth eating. That's why it's I gotta terrible. live in a coastal state or country, man. There's no way. And you gotta live on the coast of that coastal state. But, I just yeah. like basic things like uh, some some fucking garlic roasted salmon or something on like an open faced hearty 
rye yeah. pumpernickel bread with mustard and dill and shit. Just that's what I I like that kind of stuff. But just not being able to even have that is like really lame. I don't want like a, a crappy piece of salmon that's horrible from the frozen hours. Like I'm not saying frozen salmon's bad. I'm just saying what you typically get in like the portioned out freezer bagged individual salmon pieces. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't get those either. Yeah, I'll, those are not nearly as good I'll, as I'll get the them whole from salmon. Deli or, yeah. Like, like it, all, or not the deli, but, but the actual like like fish counter. Like yeah. you know, fishmonger, obviously. Well, not, I'm not talking fishmonger. I'm talking like like they freeze all the salmon no matter where you get it, fish counter or not. Yeah. I'm saying the the frozen aisle individually small hand size cuts of salmon. Ones. Yeah, those yes. are the processed ones. Versus like the whole thing was frozen, the half of a salmon cut up and frozen. Like the half salmon cut up frozen are really good. And the, the individual pieces, I don't know what they do to them, but they are not good. No, definitely not. It's not even a matter Actually, of like I, sea salmon versus farm too. They're both, they're usually farmed and they're still much better than whatever the frozen isle small pieces are. I used to, I used to grill salmon all the time. Like I had a, um, a special like tinfoil boat process that I made Ooh. with a lid. I, I would like make a special custom like tinfoil lid for every boat. The Fox Danger yeah. boat. Yeah, you got it. You got to make sure that uh, that they're cooked correctly and evenly, and, and they're fucking delicious afterwards. So. Salmon specifically. Yeah, I tried to get some trout the other day, and Karen's like, "I don't want trout. I'd rather have nothing." And there's this like, <laughs> there's this like old lady next to us trying to figure out what fish she wants. And I look at this old lady, and I look at Karen, and I go, "What would your grandmother say if she heard you saying I'd rather starve than eat this fucking trout?" And she's like, "She'd probably <laughs> agree with me." And I'm like, "Come on, fucking I think spoiled." Like, Two days ago, I made a coconut red curry, and I had to make it with chicken instead of shrimp, and it made me sad because I really should have. I really should have got the shrimp, but it was just do you, not here. Not do you want to come stay over and make coconut curry for us? Because I'll just fly you right over. I get some. I don't care if it's with chicken or with shrimp. I'll take either one. It's better with shrimp. I I can imagine it's better than with shrimp. But you you want to come over and make some some Baba Duke and some some coconut. <laughs> Sounds like a good time. How do you know you got a Duke, man? You got a Baba Duke. Dude, so, sometimes, like, th- that's what I do, though. Like, I'll just be adventurous. I'll, I'll look up a recipe of something that I want to eat or that I've had before at a restaurant. I'll just look up the recipe. I'll see what they did to make it. Um, I'll find the best ingredients that I can that can approximate what they've used. Like, for, for here, for example, like, I can't make dashi, which is used in a lot of stuff. Um, it's a soup base. I can't make it because there's no Kemba Flakes out here. I, I for the life of me, cannot find that. I can anymore. find that stuff here, which is weird, but... It's not because you're 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 more coastal than I am. Like I'm, yeah. I'm like I'm more than a New Jersey. Away but I go to like the the Asian grocery stores. <laughs> they call it. And uh, yeah, yeah. Well, they don't really have those here. Like this place is like extremely that's weird. Ranch. How do you have a Korean place in no Asian grocery store? There's no Korean place here. Oh, what right, I'm saying is, okay, is where okay, I used okay. to live. Yeah. Once you go I'm through just, that mountain, when I was you... on the, yeah. When I was on the coast, once you go through those mountains, like everything becomes ranches. <laughs> and <laughs> ranches once they become ranches, like you don't have those options anymore. <laughs> It's really sad. Ranches and raunches. <laughs> like there's a there's a couple places, but I haven't worked up the the courage to eat at them yet. Fox, they seem for me, the courage to eat at the place also is the courage to not regret having spent money there. Exactly. Yeah, and that's another thing too. Like because I mean, most I'm restaurants very, disappointing. I just we almost never eat out. So I mean, our anniversary is coming up. We're gonna have to go to like the Lambertville or something and have a nice dinner mm-hmm. at the railroad place or something, which sounds there less luxurious than it is. It, it's it's a nice place. So. But uh, you know that's we usually don't eat out at all. I I enjoy cooking all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's it's awesome. Like, and usually on some of the longer prep things, because usually if I make something, like sometimes it can be like upwards of an hour and a half that I'm cooking. Um, you know when I'm not baking something, which obviously takes longer. 
uh like i just bring my phone with me and you know i just watch some stuff while i stir while i keep something stirred or not not boiling or something like that like where where you have to like apply heat but you can't let it you know ruin the equilibrium of the sauce i got a narrow window where i come home from work i gotta get a 10 minute nap because five minutes even i just need like a really brief give me five minutes and my eyes closed and i'm like good to go i just i need that for some reason i'm really weird like carrot can't go to sleep without sleeping for fucking 10 years i just need five six minutes and i just need it i'm good to go for the rest of the night it's really weird but it's just i get it i just need it and it goes and uh and i have a limited window of i have to cook something and also make sure stuff's done for the night for tomorrow and also have time for one episode of something and make the static on time so i had to operate in this really narrow window so i had to make like some lazy quick food sometimes and let me tell you i've been making some uh like i get a bunch of peppers and stuff and i make peppers and beans and a bunch of seasonings and then i got tomatoes and stuff like that i mean that, like a, honestly up until my spring break that you just described what affected my mood for like most of the like the three weeks that led up to my spring break because I, I i typically don't have to be as much of an adult like you're describing because i'm in school so uh but but right there at the crunch up to finals week everything got insane and just like it just affects my mood when i can't cook like that and like if i just don't have time for things and no i i hear you dude like sometimes you just need that quick nap when you get home from work oh yeah then, yeah it's a long day and then you're okay but you only have a finite amount of time to, to do all of this though. but i gotta get that so. that rough chop on the fucking garlic <laughs> as fast as i can throw it in the in the fucking pan <laughs> with some onions and shit and then get little right. fajitas out or something with some sour cream and I gotta grate up the cheese or whatever while it's going. I might like uh get like like lunch or something ready for the next day while I'm also cooking at the same time and then I gotta gotta do that. But like some even lazy meals like that where you, you get some some beans and some peppers and all that stuff and just throw it in like those are delicious fucking fajitas. Yeah, what I do is I tend to prep as many things as I can in advance if I I'm never do. making a bigger meal and then I just keep them in the fridge sealed. So I do prep mornings. I'll like cut an onion up. <laughs> I prep it That's night, instead actually. of an onion. Like there's a lot of times where I've, I've finished the podcast and then I prepped for like a meal I was going to make on Sunday. Um, and then that way all I have to do is uh, like, like make the sauces that I need to make and just heat things basically. Like it's, it's just heating stuff at that point. I got I got to get the old multivitamin ready. Get the uh, coffee beans oh, measured yeah. out on the little scale. I got to measure the coffee beans for the morning on the the exact weight I want. I got to get oh, the okay. the kettle full so I can turn it on and go shave. And then, you know that's, there you go. that with some eggs and stuff. See, that's the mistake you're making. Obviously, you don't need to shave anymore. So. <laughs> hey, I mean, I, I that's what I stopped doing, and it's it saved me so much time. It depends on the kind of shave I'm doing. It might just be that's a cursory cool. shave around the edges, or it might be a full neck and everything shave. You know, you got to pick and choose how many days are in the week, how deep's my shave going. Even though it's only 20 seconds of my time, I'm going to cut it short. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> At any rate, the other anime that I had also started, because um, besides the I maxed out my vitality because I don't want to take any damage, which is also pretty good, I'm almost done with, is <laughs> the, uh, I mentioned show. to you the other day on our static, it's the apparently disillusioned adventurers, not heroes, disillusioned adventurers <laughs> will save the world. <laughs> Oh man, that that just sounds like it's up my own. Honestly, it's pretty good. The art's very good. Disillusioned adventurers, apparently, comma <laughs> disillusioned adventurers will save the world, yeah. and it's it's four different people who have been like betrayed by people in their their adventuring <laughs> careers, and they all don't want to trust, and they're all like down in their luck out of like gambling debt and everything, or accused of raping a small child in one guy's case and everything. They found their way into a bar at one point after all having no money or no no future outlook or whatever, ready to just give up on life, and they all. They all at the same time say you can't trust anyone and throw their mug down and they end up making a party 
and they adventure. Sounds salty like me. Can't trust anyone. Yep. Yeah, it was very They're frost all out to get you. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that. Everybody's gonna stab you in the back. Everyone is just so edgy. That they're disillusioned, the Fox. Disillusioned. They're so disillusioned. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. And that's been pretty good. I've done a few episodes of that. All right, all right. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to. I'll, I probably will check that one out. I guess. Yep. Very, very clean and good. So, otherwise, I think this was a productive. How are you doing afterwards and everything and a good podcast. So, thank you for your sober insights into the changing of the guard here and Eleven's winding down status quo future. Now, I'll provide what insights I can. I mean. You were very sober and realistic about it, as I can expect. From yeah, I mean, all, you you have to stay realistic about it because otherwise, you end up with people who blow things out of proportion and get it wrong. You know, I'm a very so. negative person who always expects the worst and is never disappointed when things that happen. And when if something better happens, I'm like, oh, that's great. But in this case, yeah, I'm I'm doing a little of the opposite, where I think better things should be expected than the the tone would imply for the average person. So, here's the thing: like, it never hurts to be pleasantly surprised. Yeah. In fact, that's probably the best outcome that can ever happen in a scenario. I agree. So if you set yourself up to be pleasantly surprised, then you're either prepared for the outcome or you're pleasantly surprised. <laughs> that's really all I got to boil it down to. Yeah. And I, I appreciate that. And uh, maybe Outcast said maybe I have to write an email on this. Unfortunately, it will not come in time because that's no, just that's, okay. that's the way the mail works. There were no other emails otherwise. Uh, our friend Liddell has been very busy in whatever life he has. Uh, going on with his his bloody meat and his his walks and jogs and kids and whatever else he's doing. So, hi Liddell, if you've you've been listening. Otherwise, if you'd like to send us an email, you can send it to where Fox, WTF at gmail dot com. WTF at gmail dot com, or you can always join the link shell if you feel like on a Sarah server. I recommend not coming to a Sarah server, but if you happen to be on a Sarah server, the link shell is in yeah, the Yeah, here we're supposed to direct them to Bahamut, right? <laughs> yes, Bahamut, the new shithole. Oh, oh boy. Yeah. Maybe you're going to start telling people to go to Odin at this point. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Bahamut's, Bahamut's all the riffraff that we don't want in the Sarah. That's the whole plan, to thin out a Sarah and, and continue forever in infinitum to tell people, do not fucking come here. Even when it's clear, when the coast is finally clear, which it is not, as Sarah is a fucking shithole still, trust me, that has not changed. It's just a little less shittier than it otherwise would have been because people have been going to Bahamut, and Bahamut is increasingly becoming more shitty. It's still better than a Sarah at this point, but I can see if the current trajectories continue at their current velocity, they will eventually cross paths until one has surpassed the other. That has not happened yet, so you can take solace in that. However, that's the way it is. Things will never be the same as Tupac said. Sure, man. <laughs> okay. I see no changes in the Final Fantasy community, Fox. I wake up in the morning and I ask myself, should I unsubscribe or just blast myself? It's just another day, man. <laughs> Do you think Matsui cares about a hero? Hand it off to Fujito, he's a hero. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, didn't, didn't even throw in the words. <laughs> anyway, Fox, I think that's it. Play us off. Yeah, I think we're done. Uh, later, guys. <laughs>